So while everyone's getting settled, I just want to test the mic. Can those of you in the back hear me okay? Yes? All right. So taking some time to settle the awareness, attention in the body. And before we begin the actual instructions for our practice this morning, meditation practice, I'm going to be talking about the possibility of taking the eight precepts. So everybody's just still coming in. It's fine. If you're in your seat, just taking time to Gently bring the attention to the body, just being here right now. So before we open to the actual practice instructions, I'd like to offer some of the understanding about taking the eight precepts. Um, We've been taking the five basic precepts of developing a non-harming attitude, of mind through our speech and behavior. And uh, luckily we have the vow of silence that we're taking uh, for being in silence most of our retreat instead of, uh, except for the times when we're with our groups uh, of uh, yogi jobs or being in interview times. But the three extra precepts have a lot more to do with basic renunciation and simplification of our practice time, individually and together. How many of you have taken the eight precepts and know about them? Oh, okay, several, many. And then how many of you have already decided you're going to take the eight precepts before you came or you're doing that now? Okay, that's fine. So I want to um, let you know a little bit more about the three extra precepts, the three ones we're taking today if you wish to. So when we um, will do the precepts after this, we'll chant the precepts together. And those of you who wish to take the extra three will continue on with those um, with those and those <coughs> you can chant those and those of you just taking the five can be silent then. So I look at the extra three, we all look at the extra three precepts as precepts mostly of renunciation to be able to practice more letting go, um, more watching our minds for what is necessary and simplifying our practice. The basic one is about refraining from eating any solid foods after the noontime meal. This really helps us to give ourselves more time and more energy to do the practice. So those of you who have done the eight precepts and will do the eight precepts, you'll see that when you're not needing to think about going down into the line, and the, the dining room line, and decide what to eat and then digesting the food and um, all of the things that happen 
around the eating process, then uh, it makes your day really simple. You have you actually can gain a lot of energy uh, to keep the continuity of practice going. But I want to interject right here that it's so important for uh, many of us to keep our uh, food intake balanced throughout the day for medical reasons or for reasons that we're, it's just um, a better opening for us if we're doing that mentally, if we're taking food regularly. And so please uh, don't think that you're a better yogi if you're doing the eight precepts. Really think about your total balance here. And it's totally okay if you don't take the eight precepts. So after the noontime meal, uh, if you're <clears throat> if you're not taking the eight precepts, there will be clear liquids, um, maybe juice, and, and of course you can take your teas and all of that, but refraining from anything solid uh, after the noontime meal. There will be a list um, that, I guess it's up in the dining room area. You can put your name if you are taking the eight precepts so that the kitchen knows about it. The other two precepts are also precepts of mostly renunci- mainly renunciation. And basically it's simplifying. So uh, one of them has to do with refraining from using any unguents or perfumes, which is what we ask for you to refrain from anyway here. So that's easy. And then refraining from adorning oneself through jewelry and, and things like that, makeup, etc. Just being really simple. Hopefully nobody's looking at us anyway and we're not looking around. So um, usually some people like to take maybe some part of it and on that particular one and maybe refraining from using all of the jewelry we usually use and it just keeps it really simple. And um, so that one has to do with that, which can be a distraction. So it helps us be more kind of tuned in to uh, something going on inwardly and the basic, you know, five cent stores outwardly. So the last one has to do with refraining from it it, in the um, times, during the time of the Buddha, it was said, refraining from high and luxurious beds. Well, that's really easy here because we don't have any high and luxurious beds, but it's mostly about refraining from always looking for comfort. Comfort is fine. We need to be comfortable. We need to be at ease in our bodies, in our minds. But when we're looking for perfect comfort, it's really dukkha. It's really a lot of suffering. So see, see what you can do in that area. It's, it's not, um, it, you, you can take it kind of, this, this is what you're doing as a symbol of taking that particular precept. Maybe if you're sitting in a chair, you're not leaning back into the chair, which causes a little more, you know, laziness of mind. So watch, watch for um, opportunities for doing that. So we can take the eight precepts now, uh, the five for those of you who are doing five, and then those of you who are doing eight, um, we can continue on with that. 
helpful if I had that sheet sometimes just as a security blanket. I forget sometimes. <laughs> so let's do the precepts all together and when we get to the um, sixth one, only those of sixth, seventh, and eighth, only of those of you who are going to take the eight precepts this morning. And then at the very end, we'll all chant the Yidang Me Silang. So together. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranangachami Dhammam Saranangachami Sangang Saranangachami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranangachami Dutiampi Dhammam Saranangachami Dutiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami Panati pata veramani sikapadang samadhi ami adina dana veramani sikapadang samadhi ami abrahmacharya veramani sikapadang samadhi ami musawada veramani sikapadang samadhi ami Sura Meraya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhi Ami. Now call in response. We Kala Bojana, We Kala Bojana, Veramani, together, Veramani Sikapadang Samadhi Ami. Nacha Gita Wadita. Nacha gita wadita visukadasana visukadasana malaganda malaganda vilepana dharana mandana vibhusanatana vibhusanatana together veramani sikapadang samadhi ami Ucha sayana, ucha sayana, maha sayana, maha sayana. Together we're amani, sikapadang, samadhi ami. Everyone now. Idang me silang, magapalanyana sa, pachayo hotu. So now, uh, taking some time to reestablish your posture.
establishing that posture of being relaxed in the body and in the mind being relaxed yet alert. Seeing if we can not need to strive for that perfect posture or that perfection of everything being comfortable. There is the reality of pain in the body. And so sometimes just letting things be how they are, not striving for perfection in the posture of the body. And also relaxing those various parts in the body where you sense there is tightness or tension. And taking a few moments to intentionally soften and relax around those areas. For example, notice how it is around your forehead and your eyes. Sometimes it shows us uh, the strain and tension there of trying to see, trying to understand. Softening, letting go as much as we can of how we're holding that area. The body affects the mind. So it can help us to just be with things as they are more, not need to strive to know, to do, to be. So whatever remains after we do our best to soften, relax around those areas, like around the forehead, the eyes, softening, the jaw, and going on down through your own body in these next few seconds on knowing which ones, parts of the body, you need to put more intentional awareness around. Whatever remains, that tightness, tension, allowing it to be so. Not needing everything to be perfectly comfortable and at ease. It's okay. All the way down to our feet. Now relaxing the mind. Not as simple as letting go of tension or softening around there. But we can bring a gentle, clear, soft attention around what's going on in the mind right now. Maybe a sense of joy, gratitude, a balanced earnestness in our practice. Or maybe there's a background of and foreground of irritation, nervousness. 
often just bringing awareness to those experiences can allow the mind to let it be, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, not needing to prolong anything pleasant, not needing to push away anything unpleasant, adding another arrow of dukkha, of suffering, but just letting it be. So also noticing if you have any agenda or you come to this sitting or this practice in general to get rid of something or to gain something or to even uh, be the best yogi you can be. See if we can put those thoughts and agendas aside as a way of relaxing the mind. Not needing to do anything, but just to observe moment to moment. Letting that be our clear intention for the sitting. Just observing moment to moment whatever is going on as best we can and letting that be good enough. So relaxing with a mind that can be simply receptive, not needing to go out to figure out what is the object now, what is the experience now, but to deeply sense whatever is going on in the present moment receptive attention, allowing what's already happening to happen. Then to recognize that. So these three basic qualities that Andrea introduced is really helpful for us. Relaxing around what's happening in body and mind. Whatever is happening, just allowing that in a very receptive kind of nature. Simply allowing awareness to be aware. And awareness will clearly reflect what the object is. So this is helpful. What is helpful to notice is also the understanding that everything that's happening is lawful, is lawfully unfolding. In our practice, we don't need to do anything about it, but simply observe, simply be aware. One of our teachers, Utejaniya, uses the word nature. It, this helps some of us to relax more around whatever is being known. <clears throat> Everything that's happening is nature. 
whatever is arising in the mind, whatever is arising around us. It's part of the natural flow of a group experience, an individual experience. So when we can settle into this understanding, there's a possibility for less irritation about it or fighting it or wanting more of it to happen if it's pleasant. This understanding that everything's arising lawfully can allow us to just see the nature of things, see the Dhamma, the Dharma, how things really are without our projections on it, without seeing through the various habitual veils we see through greed, hatred, delusion, to see clearly. So today, with that understanding, let's start where we naturally start. Many of you will start with the body or the breath, and I'm going to give some instructions more specifically around that area. And many of you will start with a more open awareness. So start where you naturally start, honoring that. Those of you who start with the breath or the body, tune into that place where it's more specifically in that particular area. For example, if you start with the breath at the abdomen, tune into just that area. Or you start with the breath at the chest area. Or it could be a bigger experience of the breath. The, whole, the sense of the whole body breathing, moving on an in-breath and an out-breath. So say, for example, and you can translate this whatever, whichever place you've chosen. For example, you started with the breath at the abdomen. What's helpful to do is begin with feeling, not just being aware of, but actually feeling into the in-breath. As the breath comes in the body, the abdomen rises, or perhaps you feel the whole body movement of that breath coming in. Really see if you can track or be aware of the various experiences in that rising or moving of the breath, of that in-breath. For example, at the very beginning of an in-breath, you may sense expansion or lightness or heaviness. You might sense coolness or heat or warmth in the area. It's very directly, not being just with the concept of breath, but being with the experience before concept even arises of the breath, the sense of the breath, the feeling, 
sensed or feeling of that breath. The in-breath comes to the very end of the in-breath and there could be a hardness or a pressure or tension. And then there could be a pause. Notice what's happening in that pause for a few moments. It might be just staying with that last experience of tension, pressure, or a thought may arise. And then you go back to just feeling the breath, awareness of the various sensations that are happening in the falling breath or the out-breath. So notice that. Contraction, maybe heat, pressure, tension at the very end. You may not notice each one of those in particular, but some of those experiences, direct experiences, may come to be understood experientially. So some of you, for some of you, it will be helpful to use the noting process. And I want to fill that out for those of you who want to use that process. You don't have to, but see if it helps. At the beginning of a breath, you might note silently, in or rising, and feel that in-breath. Let go of that word that we briefly use silently and turn your attention towards the actual experience of the breath. So we're not with the word at all. We're with the experience and then feeling that changing experience till the end of that in-breath or that rising of the abdomen, chest, body. Then there's a pause and just noticing that. And then there would be the falling or the out-breath. If it's helpful to you, you can make that gentle, silent notation of out or falling. Let go of that word and just be with that experience. Feel it. There'll be a pause there too. So notice that. No need to note anything there. Just notice what's going on. Be aware. And then continue on with that kind of noting. Sometimes the noting is so quiet, it's just noticing without a word. In this noting, about 97% of your experiences in the actual feeling or experiencing of that portion of the breath. Only a small uh, percentage is using that word. So this helps to really connect with experience. If you need to connect more with experience, you can use the noting process, but you don't need to. So being with the breath, 
body. And then at some point you'll notice that the attention naturally opens to whatever is happening in the field of awareness. Let it naturally open. Remember that the point of our practice is really not just to be with the breath. We don't learn more deeply the nature of dharma if we're just with the breath. So open the attention when it opens naturally. Some of you have already begun there. So it will open to the five physical sense doors quite naturally. will open to whatever is predominant in that moment. It may be smelling, or it may be hearing. It may be seeing, even with the eyes closed. It may be tasting something that has um, remained in your mouth after breakfast. It may be sensing the body. So those are the five physical sense doors. You can also use a noting process there. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, sensing, whatever it is in the body. Or you can just notice. You don't need to use a word. Just being aware. So it might also open to what's going on in the mind. Maybe if you started with open attention, it may be there already. So noticing whatever attitude is predominantly showing up right now. Whatever's in the foreground. Maybe it's a bit of confusion or joy that we can just be here. Whatever it is, pleasant or unpleasant, just noticing that. We'll get into thoughts and thinking more expansively later. So those are the five physical sense doors and the mental door of the mind, thinking and all the various attitudes of mind that are there. Today there's likely to be uh, more pain showing up in the body. It's natural. There's a sense when we get more aware, things are known more predominantly, more clearly, like pain in the body. It's always been there. Just awareness sees it more clearly. Sometimes we need a way to work with it so we're not kind of falling into pain and the attendant mind states of aversion, wanting to avoid or falling asleep because that's a way to avoid sometimes. So if pain is any place in the body, first know that it's natural. That would be the very first go-to experience you could have overall understanding. This is natural. It's part of nature for this to be here. And then see if we can relax around that experience. Again, using the same 
qualities that are going to help us throughout relaxing. See if we can just be at ease with things as they are. Sometimes we just have to coach ourselves. It's okay to be with this because it is. It's just happening. No control. Relaxing around it. Just allowing it to be receiving whatever's going on in that moment. Be careful that you're not trying to go kind of into the middle of it to trying to explore its nature that way. If there's a lot of pain in a particular area, it's helpful to let the awareness hover over it. We may want to touch it with mindfulness, with awareness, just briefly. And then go to something that helps you to be with it if it's overwhelming. Maybe you open your eyes. It helps to put that pain in a big container. Maybe you open your ear door and go to hearing another big container. Usually those are quite neutral or pleasant, so it helps in balancing the pain, the unpleasantness of that experience. So if pain is overwhelming and it's hard to be with, open the eyes and still notice it, whatever it feels like. Or open the ear door, notice hearing. Then notice the component parts of what makes up this thing called pain. Heat, tension, pressure, tightness, darting, stabbing, all those moment-to-moment experiences. It helps to break it down sometimes by noticing what makes up this pain. Come back to the breath if you use the breath or the body as a go-to place for resting the mind, for relaxing. That's totally okay. Open as you can to wherever the pain is. Try not to outlast the pain by just staying with it. Sometimes use your common sense and you may need to move the body. Readjust your leg so your knee isn't burning so much. Readjust your posture quietly. So go. you might go to whatever edge there is for you and um, move the body. But do that mindfully. Come back to your starting point, the place you begin, and begin again. So find a way you can be with pain where there's a sense, a chance for you to actually be aware of it. Sometimes need to hover over it not get so close to it or dig into it. Sometimes need to go to someplace else momentarily 
and come back to touching that experience of pain with awareness. See what its component parts are. Come back to the breath or the body once in a while. So find your own way, beginning with a more open attention where whatever is being noticed or your awareness is aware of, noticing those changing experiences. Or you start with the breath for more stabilization at the very beginning. Know if you need that and begin there. Use the noting if it helps you. Let it go if it doesn't. Maybe it's just noticing. Keep the noting soft. It's more important to be in the actual experience. So let's do the best we can now. Let go of all my words and this description. You've taken in what you can take in. It will come to you when you need it. See if you can just trust your own practice. Do the best we can and let that be good enough.
Thank you for your practice, everyone. There was a lot to cover today, so in subsequent days there'll be more time for just sitting and doing our practice in the morning.